Here's what's coming up on today's show. So when she came to me as a 22-year-old or 21 when you started working, I, I never had an employee come to me, right. ask me that. Mm-hmm. What can I improve upon? It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. I'm Ben Schrock and today we have special guests from Baskets Galore. We have Deb and Hannah Wasilko. How'd I say it guys? Did I get it right? Perfect. You got it. Welcome to the show. Um, So today we're going to spend two episodes with you guys. Find out a little bit more about you both personally here uh, on the first episode and then kind of dive into the the business a little bit more and then kind of, you know, break it off in the second episode to see where it takes us. Sound good? Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. All right, guys. So let's get started with whoever wants to take the show first. Um, get to know you guys a little bit better. And, and uh, so I'll let you pick. Tell me a little bit more about yourself, your background, and I guess what ultimately led you guys to owning and starting Baskets Galore. You it all started got when I was born. No. <laughs> uh, no. So, hi, I'm Hannah Wasilko. Um, I am operations manager with Baskets Galore. Uh, my mom started a company 19 years ago, so nice. I was, you know, three. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty young. Yeah. I'm 23, so whatever. You do the math. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. So, I'm almost 24, but here we are. Um, but, yeah, I started... Um, I right out of college. Mm-hmm. At first, my mom didn't want me to work for the company quite yet. She sure. wanted me to earn my stripes, kind of. But I was like, Mom, uh, I, I worked for a couple companies here and there, and you seem pretty busy. So, you know, I think it we might need each other. And she's like, yeah, come on board. I'm like, cool. Awesome. Say Tough less. Tough interview, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, my background is um, at Mount Union, University of Mount Union in gorgeous Alliance, Ohio, yeah. if you've ever been there. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, triple majored, um, oddly enough, in theater, marketing, and Spanish. Wow. Yeah, so none of those bad boys overlapped, but I ended up working for my mom, so I didn't have to really do that much work. Yeah. I mean, I did anyway. So yeah. Awesome. And how about you, Deb? Well, I, I grew. I won't go back too far, but I did grow up in Parma, and I come from very modest, humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, four children. I'm the youngest of four. Uh, my dad passed when I was very young, when I was 11, and um, my mom had um, some medical issues. And being the youngest of four, I had older brothers and sisters. And I just learned to kind of navigate life on myself. Sure. And we didn't have the money for me to go to college, so I picked a two-year degree. And so I'm an x-ray tech All right. by trade. And um, then in the day, um, I worked for employers, and they, I been, was asked to come into industry and write and test about medical equipment. Okay. And they just said, go back to college. We want you to manage the departments. We want you to hire people. And just, I was self-taught to become a process engineer for medical devices. Hmm. And so I did that for over 20 years. Um, It came time for me to relocate. They wanted me to manage uh, 100 engineers. Wow. And so, and again, I was very blessed because at that time in the 80s and the 90s, your employer paid for your degrees. 
Nice. So I got two more degrees, and um, my final was one was an MBA at John Carroll. Wow. And I was just really blessed to have, you know, you work hard and good things happen. Sure. And, you know, I'm a boomer. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we feel valued is by working. Yeah. And so to me, it was just recreation. And um, when it came time, um, I was married and I wanted to have children. We, had, we, we did that. We had um, Gabe and Hannah. And Hannah has a twin brother, too. But he did pass away okay. when she was a baby. But lo and behold, you know, just I um, didn't take the relocation and I just had to re-engineer my life. Okay. And so um, I just was looking at things I loved to do. And I loved designing. That was a big thing when I was a teenager. They all, everyone thought I was going to go into graphic design. Sure. But there wasn't a career path in the 70s for that. Uh, So I was like, I'm very practical. And so I'm going to go to school and just do the practical thing. So when it came time to decide I wanted to raise the kids and use my mind, I came up with a gift design, corporate gift design, because at that time we were in e-commerce in the 2000s. You remember everything going on with e-commerce. I'm like still practical, but I'm very creative too. And so I just came up with let's do corporate gifts, and I started it from the home. Awesome. And so you designed your first, um, like was it a gift, like a packaging unit or yeah so i'm just used to teaching myself things i didn't like a lot of people will will work for a florist or work yeah in an industry and then they'll decide i'm gonna break off and own it myself or i'm going to start my own um i just kind of put it all together and took the business background and my creativity i just read and and studied yeah and taught myself and that worked out uh, pretty good so what made it, what, what was the connection to like a corporate gifting program? Because you're basically an engineer minded, right? right, to, right. So when I think of, of corporate gifting, corporate planning, that kind of stuff, you don't often assimilate that to an engineer mind, right? So where was the connection and what took you down that path? Yeah, that's a great question. So when people ask me that, it's, that's all we're doing is pro- solving problems creatively. Mm-hmm. So now I can work with CEOs and you know, C-level people and understand what their need was in corporate. Was it to generate leads? Was it to retain? Was it to appreciate yeah. employees, clients? I could take all that and assimilate it and then come up with a creative solution that would stretch their budget. That's awesome. Like what if we branded some boxes or branded mm-hmm. your ribbon and let's see what your budget is and how can we solve this, your, this relationship connecting thing using creativity and the culture of your company. Yeah. And so it's like just knowing what to assimilate and put together and just shake it up in a bag and produce a concept for them that they're like, wow, I think that would be really powerful in my company to attract talent sure, or to reward um, employees or, gosh, to recognize and retain my clients so that they mm-hmm. don't feel ignored yeah, and they refer us more. And so that became the you really hit on, that's the whole mainstay of the business right. is building relationships, using creative ways to connect. People love to open boxes 
and they love to be recognized. They love an unexpected surprise. Yeah. And we can do all of that with subtle branding. Mm-hmm. So your brand is still front and center, but you're attaching it to something that's really appealing to your recipient. Sure. And making them feel special. It's awesome. And speaking as a client of your guys', their their boxes and their gifting is awesome. So you guys do an absolutely phenomenal job. Um, I know our clients love it. We love it. We love working with you guys. So it's been an absolute pleasure doing that through, I don't know how many years has it been now? It's so many. Then yeah. I can't even remember it's now. It's, it's, yeah. And, and just the, the constant evolution of how it started, even with us working with you guys at a small scale, and your willingness to work with us at a small scale then you know developed more and more and more and and it's just it's been fantastic so again speaking as a client we love you guys and you do a fantastic job so when it comes to the the development of the product so like it was just you deb right to start and then at what point did you say i need help because i know when when you have that entrepreneur mindset you know i oftentimes equate it to i started in the basement of the bank building on the corner and I didn't have, I was 26 years old. I didn't have any money to invest in my business. I cashed out my 401k, paid my year's worth of rent and said, all right, I know I can operate for one year. That was my goal. And not just to operate for one year, but like have a space to operate. And I just cold called every person I could out of a phone book, out of a white page, just every day, just constantly calling people, trying to connect, trying to get appointments and trying to ultimately work with them. So take me through your guys' journey to, how do we get that first client to, you know, building this business to what it is today? That's a great question. And Hannah will talk more too in a little bit, but um, this is the beginning. She was five. So yeah. she doesn't, she just remembered her mom making her do crafts at the kitchen table while I was yeah. making those calls. But so, you know, I, what I coach new businesses to do when we're helping them with marketing also is um, to work with everyone you know mm-hmm. and be visible. So I was doing what y'all do. You, you're, you're networking, you're asking your family members, who do you know at Parker Hannafin? Who do you know yeah. at you know, Progressive? Who do you know at Westfield? And little by little, they, you would get these you know, leads, yeah. these prospects, and you would give first. So I don't mean necessarily giving gifts first, but right. giving information like, you know, um, you know, digital is important and we're all doing it, but have you thought of sending a small touch point gift mm-hmm. or showing them how you can do something that will make an impact and showing them how they can brand things in a different way. So I do what everyone else did. I it was, I just, I joined a lot of, um, programs and event teams to um because we're slower then so Mm -hmm. i have time but i also have kids so my kids were dragged to events (laughs) um i would set up and do events or i have a booth have a booth right and just you know the things you do you know i was doing at the beginning like little you know bags of things with printed ribbon and and it's just constantly being visible and showing value. Mm-hmm. Um, and then little by little, you'll get these, you know, what you focus on expands. Right. So if you're focusing on helping others and helping them with their problems or their pain points, 
and doing little touch points um, just for them to thank their clients or if they were having an event. Could you do something for our event? Just starting that way and then the word getting out and then just really understanding the value that you offer. Sure. And so we just kept doing that and it started to snowball where we were getting more leads and um, may I add that yes, you, please. she taught me something very important in the beginning too. So I, um, I was a self-taught salesperson yeah. too. So I, I did a lot with sales throughout college, mm-hmm. um, marketing as well. So I was really taught how to sell, but I wasn't taught how to make a relationship first. Right. So that's something that she saw that I was confident. I was ready to sure. go. I knew what I was talking Knock about. On any door, I right? was ready. I was like, hey, what do you want? But she didn't. She taught me off the get you don't always have to close. You don't always have to, they don't have to, just because they don't want something right now, that doesn't mean that they won't want something in the future, be top of mind and plant the seed. So you taught me and you still do that, like when people walk in and ask for a job, if if we can't offer them a job, we might be able to build a relationship with their past company. Right. And with them more importantly, (laughs) or that just happened like last week. Um, But something like that, you know, you don't, you don't know what will, it will come to, Mm -hmm. but if you make a friend, which I love making friends, (laughs) uh, (laughs) then that's, that's really all that matters. Sure. It it sounds so obvious, but Ben, you and I and Hannah were in the relationship business. And so, I would watch people trying to pitch and sell before they even knew you. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like cringing. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, no. And I know that sounds like everyone should know that, but people don't always know that when you build a relationship, they'll ask you what you do. Yes. They'll say, oh, you know, maybe in the, if they like you and you're fun to be around, they'll want to hang around with you right. and they'll want to introduce you to their boss or their CEO. And it would just happen because we were nice. Right. <laughs> well, and I think in any type of business, there's ultimately a transaction, right, that makes you guys money and successful, keeps your doors open. Same here. So ultimately, you know, there's a stigma about what salespeople do. You know, there's a transaction here, but you know, when, when someone comes into our office, they're oftentimes very guarded because they think we're going to sell them a, a product, a, a fund, what investment, whatever it is until they, they walk out the, the first, second, sometimes third appointment without even buying anything. And then they're like, this is to- a totally different experience. And that's what it is, is, right. you know, the, the relationship building aspect of what we do. And then ultimately it involves a transaction at some point in time, but co- it's yeah, fascinating of, how that works. Of course. And the more, you know, the better at this that you are, mm-hmm. you'll say, may we just share ideas and see, you know, if we can help you yep. and also how we can even help you with leads. Mm-hmm. So we're always giving and we're always giving ideas and to see if there's a match and then we hand, handle it very casually right. for the right reasons. We really, because people can tell when you really want to help them or not. Yeah. And you guys to us are like a, a valued member of the team where, Hey, you know, we have our, our strategic gifting partners baskets galore that they're going to help us with that arm of our business. We're not, she's not worried about going to your office. Oh, they're going to upsell me this, or you know, we're going to have to package in this bottle of wine or whatever. No, it's just, what can we add or how can we, improve on what we're already doing with that. And that's where most of our business is. It's on referrals and our regular clients. Mm -hmm. And that's where Hannah and I are now working on strategies so that new people know about us. Yeah. 
and that's a different strategy. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, what what is it? Um, kind of two part question. Obviously, was there a was there a point in time where the business really kind of took off? You know, I know. It, it, and in our instance, it was, you know, getting through those first couple years. And I always credit Caitlin when she came on board in 2018, our business really just exploded at that point. Was there a point in time, Deb, when your business really kind of got over that hill and just took off? And then second part, I guess, was that when you added Hannah into the element. And, and to me, it's almost like adding that fresh mind from the outside world that, that knows the business and cares about the business as much as you do, but also sees some growth potential that we may have our blinders on, you know, cause you get in that mode for so long, you kind of, you close off to what is in front of you and you, you know, having that outside fresh perspective, like a Hannah or a Caitlin yeah. can really add value to a it, business. It adds a lot. And what we did at the beginning when I was still in my home is, um, my PTO moms would come and help me. Yeah. And I hired them. And you you do what you have to for special projects yep. to grow in your home. And then we eventually moved out and it was growing. So again, now we're like in year 15 of this. Um, mm-hmm. But what really made it grow was COVID. Okay. So interesting. Ironically. So it was very scary. It's still yeah. traumatic for all of us. What we did is I just, I, you know, I was nervous, like, you know, like it took me a week or two, just, um, you know, keep going. Yeah. And then you've got to, you know, get this under control sure. here. Like I'm not going down this way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I fought know, through harder things we, in a global we, pandemic. We've been through <laughs> a lot of things, you know, trauma and tragedy in the family and all that, but I'm not going down this way. So I just, um, I just told my team, because I had workers now, Hannah wasn't there yet, I'm just going to have to do a lot of this myself. I'm going to have to go back in production. I'm going to have to do the invoicing. And I just need to get my bearings here and figure out how we're going to market now. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and it was our current, all of our current clients, and I started looking and reading about what was going on in industry. Mm-hmm. People were having a hard time connecting. They wanted to keep their employees. They didn't want to jump ship. They wanted yep. to calm down their clients, calm down their employees. And so we did team building and touch strategies with little boxes mm-hmm. and things to keep them calm and engaged. Interesting. And we did this over Zoom. Wow. So the timed opening box Yeah. is, I was like, okay, so we still do the timed opening now. We too, still do it hybrid. for events because really? events yeah. are hybrid. You have yeah. people working at home that need to feel cared for and nurtured. Included, yeah. Included. You have now the whole country is shut down, but they still need to do business. So companies like Westfield or Sherwin-Williams were saying, okay, we're, we need to meet. Yeah. We need to make this good. And we have our wine and beer license, and we are able to ship some things to them. So we would do happy hours and awesome. actually breakfast boxes and lunch boxes and charcuterie. And we just did this even with a timed opening. Say there's 50 employees meeting for appreciation or training. and training, training. That's great, Hannah. And we wanted them to open it all together. So we would put a sticker on the shipping box. Mm-hmm. And then when they opened it, they had a beautiful experience. So, you know, what you see when people are unboxing things, you see those, you know, the pretty box, the That's tissue, cool. the the charcuterie, the cheese, the meats, the mustards. We just did that. And that's, people were like, 
Well, more importantly, it was like, yeah, it was like more importantly, it was like that level of suspense. It was excitement during a unpredictable time. And it was a predictable excitement that was happening. So they all had that sticker that says, do not open. So no one can sneak peek. I'm sure some people did. (laughs) Um, To our Zoom meeting at, you know, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever you had to change it for um, West Coast. And then everyone got to enjoy that together. Mm -hmm. And it was finally something that was, what do they say? Bringing normalcy back. Yeah. All that jazz. But yeah, it was it was brilliant. I don't know how you came up with that. I mean, I don't know that it was my idea, but. I still read every day on what's sure. going on in industry, what yeah. the psychology, like you mm-hmm. said, we're looking at behaviors and what people are struggling with and how can we solve that problem for our clients? Yeah. If they're nervous about, you know, engagement or retention, what are those things that we can do that are measurable and it helps having the process um, engineering background because we can see, we can measure success. Right. Well, you're not afraid to change. Something that she does awesomely, she's so good at this, is if there's an issue that a client has, she won't just be like, well, this is what we offer. Like for you guys, we just offer these boxes, we offer these candy bars, we're not changing. You guys have some certain issue. I know Caitlin came to me a couple months ago about like an engagement strategy and we're like, yeah, let's change, let's optimize what we're doing. Even if it's smaller, if it's more work for us, she doesn't waste time or knowledge to just like get right into it and solve a problem. Well, I think that gives you guys a personal touch because you're not like gifting. Was it the Harry David? Like is the, the, the big one or there's, I mean, hundreds yeah. of them out there. But, yes. You know, the, the personalization that you guys provide that extra element, that extra touch that you guys do matters when someone does open that. And even with this, the stuff that you guys do locally with, you know, supporting local businesses with including in your, your packaging, it's, it's impressive. And, and it means a lot to people in our area. You're so kind. And we'll never put a competitor down. Mm-hmm. However, the, you know, some of the other folks aren't going to put your branded ribbon on it. They're no. not going to personalize your card. They're not going to add your swag to it. Nope. And, and we'll do that because we know it's important to you and we can. Yeah. We can do it for a thousand boxes or 500 boxes or whatever you need or one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's just that we see the bigger picture and what you're managing. And we truly want to take this off your plate and make your life easier because yeah. it, we understand how important that is as, you know, being your supplier or vendor. Yeah. It's awesome. Switching gears a little bit. So, um, what, what's it like working with mom and what's it like working with your, your daughter? As a, I know we, we work together, husband and wife. It's different elements. You know, I, I envision sometimes Caitlin working with her mom. I don't know if the same outcome would be always smiling and happy. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I love it. So um, what's it, what, you guys enjoy it? Uh, what, what's it like working with, with mom and, and <laughs> daughter? She worked from home for a while. Yeah. I'm very similar to her. But then in some ways I'm not. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was, there was a little bit of a yeah. adjustment period, but I think it was, um, I don't know. I think, I think we both surprised each other with what, what, how well we worked together. How do you feel? You know, I, I could not be happier. We both surprised each other with how well we worked together. How do you feel? You know, I, I could not be happier. Um, I know that sounds, yeah. I, you know, I was open. I, I knew she was really organized and she's very creative. 
and that organization part, and she wanted to make money. Sure. And my goal with my kids was, it, you know, were if you wanted to work in the family business, I want you to go work for someone else first. Yep. And during COVID, and you know, we were really blessed, Ben, with just growing so rapidly during COVID, yeah. and we chose to buy a, a building mm-hmm. and expand on that, an old bank. And I just said, you know, why don't you know you give this a try and Honestly, we needed good people. Yeah. I needed people that would invest in our company, and yep. I can trust them. Mm-hmm. And she came in, and I thought this is going to take a long time to train her on design. And, <laughs> yeah. she, and she just came right in, and she just jumped in and embraced it. And I was pleasantly surprised by how she wanted to, I want to learn everything. My husband and I were dumbfounded, actually, yeah. that she really wanted to work hard for us. And awesome. she cares about money, and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to waste money, and she's looking at scrap. And she picked up, I thought, I'm going to start you in design, because that's what you are more, most interested in. Mm-hmm. And she just picked that up. And honestly, um, after I think it was four to six months, I gave her another, I gave her a raise. Mm-hmm. And then not even a year later, I, you know, she was like, can I manage something here? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And let's do the operations because you work really. I was just observing what she can do well. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away. And, I, you know, I tell people, don't underestimate yeah, no, her 40, age yeah. or her beauty because oh, um, <laughs> she's really good. Yeah. And I was so surprised. And I... I really appreciate that about her, that she can jump in and give me some time away. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised. (laughs) And um, I'm not saying that we don't, you know, come, we like on a design something, you know, because we're going to be going through a a logo logo change. But I'm, you know, I'll just be like, okay, this is really important to me. And she'll say, okay, I'm going to back off. And... I'll know when something's like important to her, like mm-hmm. she doesn't like certain design because it looks too canvay or, and I'm like, she's not, I already know she's not going to like that. Yeah. And so I don't even show it. Yeah. So I think it's just a mutual respect for our strengths. Sure. And we do have both strong personalities. Mm-hmm. People will say, you do not, both of you do not need a microphone. <laughs> and when we're yeah, out. Here we did it today. We give you both one. You're doing yeah, great. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, Deb. And we'll be out networking, and people can hear us, and they're thinking, yeah. did they have a drink already? And we're like, <laughs> we haven't even drank anything, and we're just like this. So, yeah, she's really great. That's I'm awesome. really so blessed to have her. It's it's funny because Caitlin and I actually were talking about this, I think, just yesterday or a couple of days ago, because just the, the dynamic of you know children that grow up with parents that own a business and have that entrepreneurial spirit how that is just almost not like ingrained in them to where you guys want to work for that family company then there's that that old saying right the you know mom and dad started the company the second generation grew the company and then the third ruined it so you know that's like i'm like well gosh (laughs) hopefully i'm dead before that happens with ours (laughs) but it's it's fascinating so like you said you know just pleasantly surprised and i'm like yeah it's awesome to hear but probably it's not surprising at all because of the way that they saw you working oh, yeah. and, and what you did early on 
really rubs off on on kids and and you know makes them want to work and appreciate the company so i think it's kind of cool to see that dynamic play out our kids are still too young they're six four and one so they they still have a, the, plenty of time to make their minds up but hopefully we get to that point where they can come work with us one day i, I think it helped with, as a woman mm-hmm. um entrepreneur that worked enjoyed working and worked a lot it helped with the guilt a little bit when i saw that they were benefiting from our modeling sure because i would even say to them you and dad did a great job um i i'm not yeah i'm not even looking for that but i'm (laughs) but i it made me feel like when they come back as adults yeah and say you know i watched you i watched dad do this and it really helped me or i watched you manage a client on the phone Mm -hmm. and that really helped me or you didn't get upset this time or you know Um, like you mentioned we were at uh uh, corporate events and you know I had the stupid asparagus and grilled <laughs> chicken every yeah. other night um, it was good I mean I, um, but we, we learned oh gosh I remember being very young having to, like shake the mayor's hand mm-hmm. and I'm like what who was Gary for? I don't know <laughs> but like I had to do this stuff and then it helped me gain confidence sure. speaking with teachers asking them for you know extending grace stuff like yep. that so that that stuff helped us with professors and, mm-hmm. and other uh, other employers, so that that stuff helped us a lot, Gabe and myself. Yeah, sure. and the biggest thing that surprised me was after she started a month or six weeks, she came up to me and she asked me, "What can I do better?" Right, and I almost fell off my chair <laughs> because I think in an interviews, I tried to coach the kids mm-hmm. for their first job ask your future employer what is their biggest problem and how could you help them solve it and what what can i do to make your job easier yeah and they remembered that and so when she came to me as a 22 year old or 21 when you started working i i never had an employee come to me right ask me that Mm -hmm. what can i improve upon or and then what i'm going to say I'll let you know what you're doing well too, right. but just let's work on these two areas. And I, I love that. That's awesome. I love hearing that. <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> it's no, it's I. I was like, great question. You yeah. know, thank you for caring. Well, it, it's it's challenging too because you know it's it, you have to spend a lot of time to get the business off the ground and going, and you know there's a lot of stuff that ultimately could sacrifice at home. So you know a lot of times people start that business with the idea of what's well, going to give me more time with my family. And in reality, it's that's far from the truth. It, you spend more time your your business is your family from the start, and and then you eventually start to you know kind of get things in in, in check. But how, how do you guys? you know, separate, you know, work from home and, and, you know, is there, is it possible? I know we talk about it all the time and, and and when we're home, we chat about it, but like, how do you unplug from the business? Do you unplug from the business or what kind of tips do you have for other business owners, entrepreneurs to unplug from it? Well, I moved out, so that was good. (laughs) Step one. (laughs) Um, I I wish I didn't have to, but I, you know, the yeah. hundred hours with Deb and John is not great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love them. But um, yeah, so I did that. Um, at first, I started working on Saturdays. So mm-hmm. my my week, my mom's awesome. So she's super flexible with my boyfriend's schedule too. 
Um, so he had off Monday, so I was off Mondays. Then he started working Saturdays, and I was like, hey, yeah. can I have my Saturdays back? And she's like, yeah, I need you on Mondays anyway. So she gives me that flexibility to um, kind of have that work-life balance mm -hmm. um, and have my weekends. So I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I sometimes my mom and I both like to work as um, – Oh, what would you say? Like we decompress with work sometimes, which is kind of toxic, Yeah. but like we'll do social media and like my dad and my boyfriend will be like, Hey, like, do you want to just like be in the moment? Yeah. We're like, no, this is fun for us. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of a tough balance for you as well, where she'll get to that in a moment, how she needs to work on her work life balance a little bit more, but that's okay. Um, but for me, I'm super blessed. And I, I mean, you start to realize, uh, my mom was an awesome parent, but you, you learn from some of their mistakes. And mm -hmm. one of her mistakes was, um, not cooking for us cause she was so busy. And the second one <laughs> was, um, separation of, uh, work and, and play. Yeah. So that's something I'm starting to realize more. And she's being very gracious with that. Sure. And now, now your, your turn, Missy. Um, I just have three letters, IPA. Yeah, <laughs> good beer. Yeah, um, I love trying craft beers. Honestly, when somebody could do something eighty percent, and Hannah's way more than that, that gives me the flexibility to step away in the mindset that I can because mm -hmm. it. I don't want to micromanage them. I don't even go back in production. I haven't since Hannah's been there. And now I'm able to, you know, meet with my friends in the morning or leave sure. and do things for myself. Um, and honestly, I mean, I unwind by I'm very simple. My husband and I like to just watch old TV, old sitcoms yeah. and documentaries. And then we'll take like a trip to Columbus or here or there once a year, twice. The kids will come with us and we just hang uh, very simple. I, That's great. But I love what I do. So honestly, it is a bit, the design part is recreation for me. Yeah. So it kind of have a break internally almost. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to wrap things up here, guys, for the first episode. And um, we're going to come back for part two and chat a little bit more about the business side and where we see things in the future a little bit. Um, and, and just, you know, keep, keep the chat going. So it's been great. Um, if you guys have questions, I'm going to let you guys plug the business real quick, contact information, website, how, how anyone can find you online. So whoever wants to do that, go ahead and do that now. Oh, sure. So uh, you can find us at our storefront at 95 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Um, and you can uh, email me at hannah at baskets, plural, galore, gifts, also plural, dot com. Um, go to our website, www.baskets, again, plural, galore, gifts, plural, dot com. Um, yeah, give us a call, 330-220-0088 for any questions or give me a call and we'll help you out. Very good. And if you guys need anything from us, you can reach us at 330-473-1060 or look us up at www.bashrock-fg.com. Deb, Hannah, thanks guys for part one. We'll be back for part two. Thanks, Ben. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. 
B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.